The uh, title of the message is God Looks at the Heart. How much do we look at the world and people from a natural perspective? But when God looks, he looks at the heart. He sees, he sees things differently. That's why you've got to soak yourself in the word so that you can see things by the word. So that you can see by the word. You know, superficial prophecy fails to have righteousness as its root. Superficial prophecy fails to have its root in the word of God. Hello? I remember I was in South Africa and um, the person running the meeting, I was sitting up the back and thought I'd just go and enjoy and the power of God hit the person running the meeting and they were manifesting at demons on the floor and someone came up and said, can you run the meeting? So I went up to a, a couple and they were on the floor, I think. Anyway, they got up off the floor and I said to the young man, what do you want from the Lord? He said, well, I want to be delivered of demons. And I said to him, are you having sex with someone that's not your wife? And suddenly the woman on the floor looks up <laughs> and gets up. And I said, well, you want deliverance, right? Well, that's how you got your demon, through fornication. And um, I, I said, you want to get delivered? He said, yeah. I said, well, you've got to stop this and separate. He said, no problem, I'm going to do it. And she says, no. <laughs> Praise God. Now, prophecy sees things. The natural mind is like, well, let's just get them delivered. But when God sees, you know, he sees the sin, which was the, the door that was open to the demon that came in, you know. I was at a meeting, um, and there was a young lady there, and she was on fire for Jesus. Prophecy. Everyone say prophecy. See, prophecy sees things differently. So she's at the meeting with a young man, you know, all lovey, and, uh, and she said, this is my fiancé. I said, if you were to go out preaching on the streets, which you'd probably do, I said, would he go with you? Oh, no. He's not a follower of the Lord. And I said to her, well, you're young, you are unequally yoked. That's prophecy. See, prophecy comes out of the word. I said, you know, if, if you marry him, you're going you're to have all these problems because he's not interested in the things of God. She said, yeah, that's right. And she dropped him. And he was absolutely furious with me. That's prophecy. Prophecy doesn't always tell you nice things that your carnal ear would like to hear. Amen? So God looks at your heart and he loves you intently. When Jesus comes again, he will be emblazoned on his, you know, riding the white horse, the word of God. 
with a sharp two-edged sword and with a fire in his eyes. When he looks at you, it's the word of God looking at you. He looks at you with love, but it's a consuming fire against sin. We need to see things from God's perspective. Amen? And look beyond. You can either be a carnal Christian or you can be a spirit-filled Christian. You can either be a wordless Christian or you can be a word-filled Christian. And it very much affects how you see things. There was a rich man that came to Jesus in Mark 10, 17. Now, as Jesus was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Now you think, wow, what a, what a great guy, you know, passionate, knelt down, running, knelt down before Jesus, you know. What shall I do to inter inherit eternal life, you know? And people would see someone like that and say, wow, there's a salvation. Hallelujah. That was great, wasn't it? So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? How do you see me? How do you see Jesus? And how does Jesus see you? No one is good but one, that is God. You know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, steal, honour your father and your mother. And he answered and said to him, Teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus, looking at him. Wow. He looked beyond the man the outside of the man kneeling before him, asking for eternal life, he looked beyond and he looked to his spirit, to his soul, to his heart. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him. You know, if we could love one another, we would see people differently. Oh, I'm so upset with so-and-so. What they did to me, you know, look what they did, look what they said, you know, blah, 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 go on and on and on and on. But if we could look at people in love, then we might forgive. Looking at him, loved him and said to him, one thing you lack Go your way, sell whatever you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross, and follow me. Jesus saw that young man and saw the idol of money in his heart, how he was not willing to give up all to follow him and to suffer for him. He wanted a comfortable life. This is a problem in the West particularly. When you read the Old Testament, you see that when the people of God, when people enjoy blessing, material blessing, and it becomes the thing that they long for, that they love, that they're comfortable with, and they fail to give glory to God who has given them this blessing, then it displeases God. 
It's like someone getting healed and not giving glory to God. That's why I believe that problems are coming. We've had COVID. This is a lull period. It's coming because we fail to put our trust in God and honour him with our blessings. God is looking at our hearts. God sees us differently. Praise God. But the man was sad at his word and went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Turn to your neighbour and say, what's keeping you back from Jesus? So Samuel goes and he takes his horn of oil to anoint a king and uh, there's all these young handsome men and the Lord rejected all of them until he came to David the shepherd boy and the Lord chose him 1 Samuel 16 7 for the Lord does not see as man sees for man looks at the outward appearance but the Lord looks at the heart How often does that happen with an employer? Someone comes, they're scrubbed up real good, wearing nice clothes, looking all good, resume is fantastic. They just didn't see the demon in the, in the person. And how much trouble did he cause the employer? Because they looked just at the outward. Christian ministry, it's the same thing. Never employ someone because of their abilities and their giftings. Look at the heart and the character because like that, God can give people the grace to be gifted. Look at my wonderful daughter, you know. I said to her, Sarah, we need someone to play piano. We had a thousand people on Zoom. But Dad, it's been years and years. All right. And then the gifting came. Amen. And what God is looking for is character. He's, he can just give you gifting like that. But man, he's always thinking, well, what a fantastic this or that or the other, you know, and fails to look at the heart. Man is always impressed by the outward stuff, but God's not impressed by that. He can give you a million dollars in a day. One day you're poor, next day you're a millionaire. But he's looking at your heart. How do you see people? How do you see things? So we, as believers, are to walk in the Spirit, in the Holy Spirit. When you walk in the Spirit, you see things differently through the Word of God. We're not to be those who walk in the flesh. Romans 8.1 Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but walk according to the spirit. Now, the flesh is the sensory, okay? It's the sensory aspect of life, what you see and feel. And fleshly behavior is when you give yourself over to the sensory, lust, whatever fleshly enjoyment you find, anger, whatever it is. You with me? So when you walk in the flesh, you'll see everything according to the flesh. 
And demons use fleshly Christians. They, what they see, what they hear, they use it to their own end. You with me? So a spirit of anger in a person, you know, when someone offends them, that spirit of anger will come up. But we as Christians can resist that, resist the devil, and we can choose to love and forgive and operate in a different spirit. Amen? Just because you have an affliction doesn't mean you have to give in to it. You can walk in the spirit and choose not to walk according to the flesh. Get behind me, Satan, for you do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of man. So Satan uses the things of man, but we are to be a people of God, a chosen and holy people, a separate people, a people who walk and move and have our being in the spirit of Christ. Hallelujah. person who walks in the flesh just walks in the flesh. But a person who walks in the spirit, he's directed by the Lord. Your steps are not like other people's steps. In fact, you don't even understand with the natural mind the direction of your life because you're in the spirit. Now we're going deeper. The Holy Spirit is directing your steps and it's a matter of trust. It's a matter of trust. I want us to look um, in Isaiah 42, 19. God's servant is deaf and blind. Isaiah 42, 19. Who is blind? But my servant, or deaf as my messenger, whom I send, who is blind as he who is perfect, and blind as the Lord's servant. Servant of the Lord is blind to the things of the flesh and has an open heart to the things of heaven. Hallelujah. Someone says, You want to do this? You want to go and watch this movie? You want to... I'm blind to that. I'm blind to that. I was talking to someone on, uh, on the plane some years ago. I'm just telling the story. It's not to brag on myself. God knows my weaknesses. Amen. <laughs> but I'm on the plane, and, and this, I, I told this guy sitting beside me, he, he said, oh, I'm a, a youth worker, church youth worker, you know. I said to him, he was telling me about youth activities, and I said, well, I don't read books. I only read the Bible. He said, that's unbalanced. That's unbalanced, he said. Yeah, I'm unbalanced. I'm blind and deaf to the world. You do what you want to do, but I have a focus. Jesus is the light of the world. My focus is on the light, and his light shines right here. Turn to your neighbor and say, are you deaf and blind? Are you a servant of God? So those who are born of the Spirit of God, you have a different nature. The Bible teaches you have two natures. You have the nature of the flesh and you have a, a born-again new nature. 
And we are to live in this new nature. And it's this new nature, this born-again nature that communes with the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. And one of the things, one of the basic things is that you can look at people who wronged you and you can look at them in love. Well, you're just a sinner. You're in need of the Saviour and his grace. Well, you're just controlled by a demon. Uh, yeah, you need God's help. You need deliverance. I refuse to take offence because you need God. He had mercy on me. He'll have mercy on you. I'll be praying for you. Love your enemies. That's walking in the spirit. That's a different perspective. Beloved, let us love one another. 1 John 4, 7. For love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. That's, that's that new nature. If you're born of God, you're born of love. And that love will cause you to see things differently. Hallelujah. I'm talking not about an emotional love. I'm talking about a divine love. So when you see someone who's sick, you see them in the love of God through the promises of God. The carnal mind just says, well, that's a sick person. But you're looking at them through the word of God, and the word is love. It is finished. You are healed. doesn't matter what your problem is. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Love, love, love. Colossians 3.10. And having put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge, put on the new man, you are born again. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're a child of God. You're a citizen of heaven. Put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jews, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all in all. Praise God. You know, Christians of the word are never racist. True Christians are never racist. Because we don't see each other according to skin colour. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. Christians, true Christians of the word, are not sexist because there's neither male nor female. We are one in Christ. You with me? We love one another. We are God's family. It doesn't matter where you're from. You can be rich. You can be poor. We're going to love you. Because we have a different perspective. Some people only make friends with the rich. Some people make friends with this and that. But we're not like that. Amen. Jesus sat with sinners. He didn't condemn people. Praise God. We have a different perspective. When, we, when we're seeing according to the word, we are discerning the difference between good and evil. The mature Christian has the grace to discern between what is good and evil. It's a perspective of God. Righteousness. 
The problem in much of the Western church today is they don't, they can't see, they can't discern, they don't know the difference between good and evil. And the church has taken on the values of the world. Are we with, you with me? You read the Bible, it'll tell you about sexuality. It'll tell you about sin. It'll t tell you about marriage. It'll tell you what God thinks. Discernment between good and evil. That's why many churches cannot function in deliverance and they won't even recognize the ministry of deliverance because they can't discern between good and evil. So they can't do deliverance. Because they can't see that spirits are causing, are, the, are behind people's sin. Spirits are behind people's strongholds of the mind. People, spirits, evil spirits can be behind the unbelief. They can't see it. Praise God. Do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. John 7, 24. Hebrews 5, around 13, says, But solid food belongs to those who are full age, those who are mature, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and and evil. The mature Christian is one who knows the difference. So when you walk in the spirit and when you walk in the flesh, you have a different perspective on what's going to solve your problems. person who walks in the flesh, he's always using the natural to achieve whatever it is he wants. person who walks in the spirit, he uses spiritual weapons, spiritual gifts, and he trusts God to act on his behalf. He's a person of prayer and intercession and he's waiting on God to act on his behalf. Hallelujah. That's why when you pray for people, don't just get stuck in and pray for them. That, that can be dangerous. That's where you can, the spirits behind the sickness can attack you because you're in a spiritual battle. You're not using what you think is the right way to pray. That's natural. You have to be in the Spirit and be directed by the Holy Spirit and totally submit yourself to Jesus Christ. And the, the same is true of life. You need to totally submit yourself to Jesus Christ. That's not the perspective of the world. They think that's bizarre. You submit yourself to someone whom you can't see. But that's what we do. And there's good fruit. There's good fruit. 2 Corinthians 10, 7. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. And let me tell you about these mighty weapons is simple obedience. Go wash in the pool of Siloam and the blind man sees. Just do as you're told. Amen. The natural mind is like, well, that's stupid. 
just do as you're told. Turn to your neighbour and say, get God's perspective. Just do as you're told. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Some of you have strongholds of the mind and you need to stop tolerating them. They're thoughts from hell. Take them captive. Resist the devil. He'll flee from you. Don't let those thoughts take root. Praise God. Do you look at things according to the outward appearance? If anyone is convinced in himself that he is Christ, let him again consider this in himself, that just as he is Christ, even so we are Christ. Apostle Paul is saying, don't look at us from the outward perspective. You know, we're whipped, our clothes are ripped, we're in poverty, we spend time in jail, we get shipwrecked, all this stuff, but we are Christ's. Why don't you look at us for who we are in Christ? Amen? Amen. And there are people here, people watching on YouTube, and you are mighty in the spiritual realm. Praise God. You know, there are people sometimes who come in and they're, they they sneak sneak in to cause trouble, you know, and and so on. But the Holy Spirit knows who you are, you know. People sent from the dark side, and uh, praise God, we're we're not looking on the outward. Amen. Praise God. So turn to your neighbour and look at them from God's perspective and say, "I love you." Amen. So when God looks at you, he looks at you as healed, delivered, free, blessed, saved, justified. Amen? That's how he sees you. And by faith, we should see ourselves the same. Amen? Everyone say, I'm healed. I'm blessed. I'm justified. All condemnation is gone. I'm a new man. New woman, I am in Christ. My past is gone, washed away by the blood of Jesus. I'm free from all demons, from all condemnation. I see myself through the word of God. This is who I am. I declare it. I'm a child of God. I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm born again. I'm mature in Christ. I'm an overcomer. Watch out, devil.